0: Some of you still in here I want every one of you to get a copy of today's message Because what I feel is for everybody In our church From Sunday school teacher Bible study teacher Door greeter that's opening the doors That maybe they ain't in here today Parking lot attendant Whoever's not here And they're out because of job Or sickness I want them to hear what I feel The Holy Ghost has given us here today not because of anything I'm going to say that's going to be fancy or elaborate. But I feel it's a very clear word from the Lord for people. First Peter chapter 1. This is not where I'm going to launch from, but it is a precursor to where I'm going. First Peter chapter 1 verse 7. First Peter chapter 1 verse 7. Go to verse 6 actually Sister Tanya Verse 6 Wherein ye greatly rejoice I've always said this before When you see rejoice That means you need to re-fire up your joy You lost it somewhere Greatly rejoice Though now far a season If need be Ye are in heaviness Through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith. Being much more precious. Than of gold that perisheth, Though it be tried with fire. Might be found unto praise and honor. And glory. At the appearing of Jesus Christ. Let me interject this right here. Because I may not come back to it. Faith is more precious than anything of value, one. And number two, he said he's coming or that you would be found. He's coming to a praising and glorious church. Don't anybody ever tell you praise is out of order. Praise in the church, lifting the hands and worshiping and running and shouting is all. He's coming for that. So what it tells me is his attention is drawn to a praising, glorious church. Chapter 4, same book. Verse 12. And beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though... Some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice. You can't let what's come as a stranger take away the joy that God's given you. In so much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings that when his glory shall be revealed, there it is again. Ye may be glad also with exceeding joy, if ye be if ye be reproached for the name of Christ. Happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon ye. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he's glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief, an evildoer, a busybody. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come and judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. And it first begin at us. What shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel? Verse 18, And if the righteous scarcely shall be saved, wherein shall the godly and the sinner appear? If the godly can't show the sinner... How to overcome trouble. We missed what this is all about. I want to preach to you here today. It's not as strange as you think. Lift your hands and ask God to talk to us today. Jesus. Help me today to deliver your word as you have given it to me. Please, Lord, let your anointing flow. I take authority over every distraction today. Let our minds and hearts be girded about. That we're ready to hear the word of the Lord. Let us understand it. Let us take heart to it. And that God, it would strengthen and equip today. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. You may be seated. Media, keep from me 12 up there, please. I'm going to get right to or try to get to the meat of what I feel the Holy Ghost has impressed on my heart today. These disciples, Peter specifically today, him being the writer of this book, commonly Peter, 1st and 2nd Peter, these disciples were men that had their share of personality fractions, divisions, oppositions. Acts 15 talks about Paul and Peter sharply opposing each other. Conflict of personalities. Different walks of life. Different backgrounds that they all come from. John laying his head on Jesus' bosom so close. But then you got John's mama and James's mama trying to find position for the two boys. You got Andrew seeing a revelation in John chapter 1 verse 46 of who God is. But on the day when the revelation needed to be affirmed, Matthew 16, Andrew is nowhere there, absent affirmation. You got a man that's got the word and the revelation, but don't show up for the party. You got mamas jockeying for position for their kids. You got Peter cutting off ears. I don't know about you, but you don't get much dysfunctional than that. For a group of men. I could go all the way back to Old Testament and David. He had a, big, a bunch of misfits himself. But you see, God doesn't look at my background per se. He might not look at the things that I... He looks at where I'm going. He looks at the unfulfilled potential that's in my life and in my heart and what I've got to do and the job. Now, it's up to me to determine when I get there. Because I'll be honest with you, there's some things that come, Brother Keith, into my life, my hearing, my mind, my emotions, that I just don't like. Situations that I did not ask for, situations come knocking at my door, that I feel many times, Brother Keith, I don't have what it takes to deal with it, personally. Personally. I feel the inadequacies of my own lack of qualifications. Maybe you think you're qualified. You're in a class beyond. I, I, I don't know how to help you. Brother Bush. Now I wake up trying to figure out, Lord, what is it today that I can do and must do, should do, want to do to please you no matter what? I feel that this is Peter's background. This is where he's coming from when he starts the very beginning of his book. When he says, Don't be kind of caught off guard by the temptations, the struggle within yourself. I've said it like this The devil ain't my problem. I'm my own problem. Calvary took care of the devil. He took the keys back from him at Calvary. The devil ain't got keys to his own house. God gave it, took it all at Calvary. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. God can go down, go up, and go wherever. Hell ain't in charge of anything. Calvary took care of the devil and everything else. Oh, Calvary took care of the spiritual. But now watch me. Calvary in essence, did not take care of my flesh. He showed me how to deal with my flesh. Because my flesh ain't never going to go away. He showed me how to die to my will, to my wants, to my opinion, to what I think should happen. And let me help somebody from the very beginning. The day that you and I lose sight of Calvary, we have lost sight of what this is all about. The day that I lose sight of what Jesus did, he came to die, he came to be buried, and he came to resurrect. That's the gospel message. And that's the hope for the church that it doesn't matter how great the trial shall be if I can remember Calvary, if I can remember how to die all over again, If I can remember how to take my flesh to an altar and say, God, forgive me for my doubt. Forgive me for my fear. Forgive me for what I've done. And let me live again in you. But Calvary is just some story we hear about way back then. It's a story that kind of just fades off. And really, you know, I've heard people preach it. Brother Sean, I've been there. I'm in the middle of trouble. Now hear me. I'm in the middle of one of the greatest crises. No one would ever know it because I'm still praising God and lifting my hands and worshiping and smiling and doing the best I can. And then I go right home and I start wherever and I'm in a storm. I'm in a trial of my faith. And that preacher gets up there, Brother Sean, and you know what he does? He preaches the gospel message. I'm fixing to come in on some of y'all's blind side. Y'all don't even see it. And I leave, Brother Sean. Well, that didn't help me none. Oh, come on. Don't act like you don't say that. Well, that message didn't fit where I was. Don't you know I'm in the trial of my faith? I'm struggling to believe for God. I'm I'm struggling to hang on. I'm struggling to see my family saved. You ain't helping me none. Tell me how to save my family. That preacher just did in the gospel. See, the gospel so far removed. Once I get it, I don't have to come back and do it again. What? Once I talk it, I don't have to do it again. What? The way we know that the Spirit's in you is by something coming out of your mouth that you ain't never had before. A language you ain't never talked in before. Don't go down that road where they know him by the fruit. You need to go read that again. It talks about the prophets and false prophets. Last time I checked, you ain't a prophet and you ain't a false prophet. I'm in the trial of my faith. And when I'm in the trial of my faith, I need you to tell me Peter got some insight to his mistake, brother. If I know. He messed up, brother Charlie. Peter cut off the ear. He messed up. He dropped the ball When Jesus needed him the most Peter wasn't there Sister Dean And Peter starts his writing You know what Peter I believe his trial Wasn't so much what he did It was overcoming what he did It was overcoming my mistake And my error Overcoming other people's mistakes And error I'm helping somebody right there Because some of our biggest struggle is what people ain't doing right. Whether it be a kid or it be a family member. Some of our biggest struggle could be what that, And then what I... And you put it all together. I'm in the midst of a trial that I don't understand. I don't know why little Johnny don't do right. I don't know why they won't live for God. I raise them on the pew. I don't know why. You're in a fiery trial. Peter's mistake was more emotionally connected... Than it was just some whoosh, a fit of anger, he just responded. Because here's what Jesus did when Peter cut the ear off. Jesus picks up the ear and he puts it back. So here's what it tells me. Now it's fixed. Jesus fixed it back then. Then why, Peter, are you talking about fiery trials? Because the trial that Peter struggles with is in himself. I know what I got to do. I know what I must do. I know. But I just don't know. And I'm struggling with this changing. And he says it in the very first chapter. Manifold temptations. The fiery trial of your faith. Now I could have came today and gave medals and the the scientific annotation for gold. and, And... Tell you gold refined And tell you the temperature of fire But you know what Y'all all all know that Here's what I'm going to tell you Peter's trying to get our attention With one simple thing That whatever you put value in The most Your faith is more precious than that He's trying to appeal to the nature Gold, money, who don't want gold? Everybody wants that, 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 that. What he's trying to tell you and I is there's some things in life that are so valuable. We think and really what he's saying is your faith being tempered and molded and shaped and ready for what's coming is more important than what you place value on. It's almost like Peter's coming in saying I'm fixing to rearrange what you think. How many of us could honestly say today, I need God to fix my thinking? I'll say it as a preacher. I need him to fix my thinking. Because many times what we think is what should be really ain't nowhere near what God thinks it should be. And then when it don't work out, here it is. It's strange now. I feel like something weird's going. I don't understand it. This is strange. No, it's not. It's a fiery trial that he put you and I in that our thinking can become more like his. And Peter said, ain't nothing, that gold, there's nothing more valuable than the faith. And here's how he says it, that faith. Because what God's looking for is, is getting you back home. I used this the other night in the Bible study with him. This is what we don't understand. Before, God's God's the source of life. Before you ever came into existence, took on a name, you existed before then. In, light, in him, you came out, your mama, they gave you a name, and there you are. When well, you got a name. But your job, and my job, and God's job, is to get me back to where I came from. Spirit form. I came out, I'm not saying you were little peoples, don't misread, I ain't preaching no false doctrine. You didn't exist as you, and you, no, no, I'm talking we all came out of God. But I gotta get back. That's the reason of the Holy Ghost is so important. The Holy Ghost is more than just a tongue-talking Pentecostal experience. It's the Spirit of God that He said, if the same Spirit dwells in Christ, it dwells in you. It's gonna get you up off of this ground. It's gonna change that that corruptible flesh into an incorruption. Something in you's gonna. That's why you and I can't make it without the Spirit of God and the Holy Ghost. Peter said that faith being refined and changed, and God saying, I'm coming back looking for a glorious church, but a praising church. This is why some people struggle sometimes with praise because they don't understand the concept. Praise is more than, Brother Darrell, than us just bouncing around and just saying a bunch of things empty. Praise is me saying, God, I declare what you are by my expression. And he says, Everything that hath breath, praise ye the Lord. Let me help somebody right now. When you don't know what to do and you're at home all by yourself and you can't get a hold of your prayer warrior, just go to that back room, shut the door, and just give God a praise and tell him how good he is. Even though right now you're in the midst of a fiery trial I promise you Something's going to happen to your faith That's going to change That doesn't happen All the word you heard through the 30, 40, 100 years However old you and I are That word starts rising to the surface When you begin to praise God And your faith is being challenged because what are you doing? Let's go back to the gospel. He says it later on. I just ain't there yet. Let's go back to the gospel. If I can put myself on an altar, when things come my way, it's not as strange as it seems. God really is allowing something to come in my life because he believes in me. He counts on me. He trusts me. You know what the word trial means in First Peter chapter 1? It comes from a Greek word uh, like dynamo. It means accepted and trustworthy trial so what god says is this i got a trial that i'm going to send your way because before you even see it there's something in you that's trustworthy and i know you can be trusted with trouble if we would look at this i'm not saying that we become some 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 uh I don't want to say masochist, but where we, uh, oh, I love pain. That's not what I'm saying. I want to look at a trial that comes my way and understand God didn't send this to destroy me. God sent this to refine me because he's got enough trust in me that I'm not going to give up and I'm not going to throw in the towel and I'm not going to quit. But I'm going to keep pressing forward with everything that God's given me, every word that God's given me, everything God's promised me. I'm not going to stop. So if Peter uses the word accepted, trustworthy first, you think, well, so you would just naturally assume, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, totally different Greek word. The word trial right there, Brother Smith, does not mean the same thing the first one does. The first one is almost like it's prophetic. God saying, you're going to be accepted. You're trustworthy. I'm going to allow you to go through something that you don't understand. But then he comes with the second one. Think it not strange when the fiery trial. That word trial in the Greek, pyro. You know what it means, Brother Joe? Ignition. Burn. Consumption. Here's what he's saying, Brother Fontenot. There are some things that God sees when I can't see it coming and God already saw fit. some of the trials and struggles that you and I go through God already saw it coming but yet in the midst of that trial there's going to come an ignition point there's going to be something that's going to happen to you that's going to start burning something out of you that you don't get by just being good that you don't get by just being faithful that you don't get just by covering every crossing every T and, and dotting every I there's got to be an ignition point and in the middle of that trial Peter's trying to say I've been in places I didn't understand. But when that ignition took place, a burning took place. The things I couldn't get rid of started falling away. I couldn't deal with that addiction. I couldn't deal with that problem. But the trial had a way of burning something out of me. I always said it like this. God uses different components. One of the three that he uses most significantly is oil, significant of the spirit, Let the oil of God's presence cover me. What does oil do, Sister Georgia? Oil softens, tenderizes. I need the oil of God's presence to cover me. Because if the oil of His Spirit can move in my life, it will soften the hard places of my heart. It will soften the callous places of my heart. It will break dams and barriers within me. The other component is the sword, the Word of God. It cuts out of you. What's the other one? The fire. And wherever there's an altar, that's why I can't ever get away. I feel like I'm losing people here today. I I need to shift gears or something because I see a wayward look in people's eyes today. That's why the gospel message is so important. It's not just a message I hear, the death, burial, resurrection. Jesus died and we hang him on a cross. But every time I go to that altar, there's going to be a fire that's going to fall. That fire's not... Come on son We can't just build a, an altar I can't go get a bunch of stones from the parking lot And put it up here in the front And build an altar And lay out on it Come on let's just be simple I can't do that So how do I get the fire to fall On my altar Trouble And I'm more interested Brother No in God getting things out of me than I am Him fixing my problems. And we have created in this generation a fix-it problem God. God, if you fix my problems, then I'm going to live for you. God, if you take care of this, then I'm going to live. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, and I- I'll stake everything I got on it, Brother Bushnell, that when we begin to respond by faith in praise and worship, that backslidden son and daughter are walking that back door. Where there's no praise and worship, they're never coming, and that blood's going to be... We want God to fix everything. God, just take care of it. God, heal. Take care of this. Take care of that. The answer is I'm going to put myself on the altar and say, God, I need you to help me in all of this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm going through. I don't even know why this has come to me, God. I've tried to do everything that I know to do. But you hear me. There's a fiery trial that the only way is for this to come to begin to ignite some things. It's going to be twofold. It's not only going to ignite and burn the things out. It's going to ignite the things that are dead. Things that God has told you a long time ago has got to come to fruition. The promises of God have got to come to pass. But I don't want to hurt. I don't want sleepless nights, brother. I don't want to be tormented. I don't want to be struggling. I don't want to be... I want everything to be perfect. I don't want to suffer. I want everything just to... It's not as strange as you think. When you get in God's economy, this is how it works. Outside of God's economy, here's what you and I do. Watch. You get into financial trouble, I just go get a loan. And what happens is we try to buy ourselves out of our trial. If I can't do it, then I'm just going to let American Express fix it. If I can't do it, then I'm just going to take this and we buy. Let's forget the money part because that makes everybody nervous. I'm probably talking to somebody that you did that. Let's talk about the other. Them kids are just as honorary and stubborn. You know what? I'm done with them. When really, it was a trial that God sent to shape and sharpen your prayer life. But I can't see it like that All I see is my kids are hurting And problems and situations that ain't right My health don't get fixed My family don't get fixed God didn't send it To destroy you The word strange there means in the Greek alien It's something God uses That is so foreign to you Now let's just go to hardcore Old Pentecost I don't believe that I I thought when I lived for God Every, you hear me. Everything living for God ain't a bed of roses. The beautiful thing is I know who the perfect rose is. The beautiful thing is I know who's walking with me through the thorny and the difficult times. It ain't never going to be a perfect better. But here's what I know. God is always faithful in the trial of my faith. God is always going to be there for me. No matter what's being ignited or what's being taken out of me in the midst of it all. Go to the next verse. And here was the one, and I mentioned it already. We're dealing with people today. We've lost our joy. We've lost our joy. If I look across the building other than right now, and I know y'all are listening right now, so I don't expect you to be silent, smiling. If you'd be smiling back at me, it'd be kind of creepy. So I expect a solemn face because you're listening. But here's the thing. I look across faces, Brother Mike, at different places. Those whole missionaries that came in this week, Brother, Brother Smith, Then they were 70 something missionaries All coming through there And when I looked across their face Brother Smith There was just such a hurt There was no joy There was no joy Not on every one of them But on a few of them There was no joy You could see where the lack of finances The lack of fellowship The lack of encouragement You could see where they came to that conference So beat down, tattered and torn In the fiery trial of their faith And I thought to myself, Brother, I you know how. What? What's the answer to it? Well, here's the thing: if God put them in it, then God's going to bring them out of it. Right. Go back to what He said in First Peter. He said, "It's only for a season." And that's the matter of me getting my joy back, Micah. Sister Peggy, if I can remember this, I might have lost my joy today. But it's only for a season. There's coming a day I'm going to rejoice again. I'm going to see my son and daughter walking the back door. I'm going to see my marriage. I'm going to see my family. I'm going to see my son. I'm going to see my family. I'm going to rejoice again because I know it's only for a season. Used the scripture before so many times And I'm about done scripture so many times About Think it not strange That one And then the other one The temptation That God allows to come our way It's not common But with it He'll make a way of escape And here was what God gave me So many years ago Brother Charlie God allows the temptation God tempts no man God doesn't test you God allows you to be tested. God just steps back. God don't say, okay, now God can send affliction. If y'all are doing Bible reading, we caught that just a couple days ago. God sent affliction. He sent the sword. He sent the lion. He sent the the dogs that are going to eat of the flesh. God sent affliction. So here's what God's saying. If I don't learn how to go through that trial and understand it's only for a season. Because God's going to get what he wants out of me one way or the other. Why? Heaven is that great and that important that i make it That God's going to do everything in his power to come. But if I don't, then he'll send the affliction. Jeremiah. But in this case, he's saying there's temptations that come and I allow it. And he said, God will make a way of escape. Temptation is not you struggling with Michelob. It's not what he's talking about. That may be a temptation, yeah. But here's the temptation. The temptation, Brother Darrell, is to do what Peter was dealing with here. Can I get over the mistake I made? Can I get over the errors of yesterday? Can I get beyond what I should have done that I didn't do and could have done and I didn't do? And here's what happens, Brother Charlie. He gave me this years ago. God makes a way. But when I get in trouble and I get into it, I start making my own way of escape. I start finding another way out to get out of the pressure that I feel. I'm guilty of it. Anybody want to get honest and say, I've done the same thing? I've done it, Brother Ron. When pressure goes on, I want to just kind of get, because I'm non-confrontational. I know people think when I preach, I'm, I'm so aggressive and confrontational. I run from trouble. Ask ask her, I I, I just, I want to just, when something's going on, man, I'm just like, just let me figure it out and just kind of go to myself. I can't make a way of escape. God has got to be the one that opens it up. He said, rejoice. Your joy is coming back. Your hope's coming back. And here's the thing, and this is the part that's so hard. And he covers this, and I'm gonna go very quickly. You're partakers of Christ's suffering. That's the gospel. Come on, folks. Who's gonna be honest and say, "Go get a cross right now. Go build me one, Travis." And I want y'all to. La- I'm gonna lay on it and go get some railroad stakes and drive. Today's my day. I'm gonna let y'all all crucify me. Not on your best day. You wouldn't do it either. So God has a way of getting me back to Calvary. Not that he wants you and I to look at it and go, Yay, I get to weep and cry and be miserable for a week. That's not what he's saying. He's saying you got to look at the bigger picture. You can't bring yourself just like I couldn't bring myself. The Bible says ain't nobody took Jesus' life. He said I willingly lay it down. This commandment I receive of my Father. He gave me the example. But sometimes I'm not willing. Sometimes I don't want to lay down and say I'm ready to die. So God says, you're not going to always be willing, but I know a way. I'm going to allow a fiery trial to come. I'm going to allow an igniting point to come. I'm going to allow a situation that you didn't ask for, you didn't beg God for. It just showed up out of nowhere. And He says, you're going to be partakers of the suffering, the gospel that when the glory shall be revealed i ain't got time to qualify but just hear me what was jesus after he come up out of that tomb resurrected that was the message he was preaching the gospel right there when jesus come out of the tomb or mount transfiguration and then after the tomb he was seen of many glorification he was glorified handle me not he was a state of going into glorification and what he's trying to say is just as much as Christ had to die, you and I have got to die. But the ultimate goal in it all is, is that the glory of God would rest on me and you. The presence of God. Is there anybody here other than this preacher? I need the presence of God in my home. We need the presence of God in our church, and we're trying to get it by church antics or religious denominational things. The only way you and I are ever going to get the presence of God in your home, I've got to go to an altar, and I've got to die. Myself and if I can die to myself, I can make it through any trial, I can make it through any problem. When I laid on that table, sister look y'all come on, y'all get ready. When I laid on that table after that car wreck, Brother Ken, they left me on the table to die. They left me to die. They said, Well, we'll deal with him if he makes it in four hours. Then we'll start seeing the extent. No pain medicine, no nothing. My hip was broke. My, my brain was cut. My head was cut. My skull was busted open, I mean. And, and my ribs were broke. My finger was broke. My hip was broke. Everything was broke. And they said, we'll leave him there. Finally, a doctor comes in. With my, my lung had collapsed. I couldn't breathe. <clears throat> I, kind of, I mean, boy, y'all some good docs, man. Just let me, <clears throat> like a guppy, trying to get air. And he says, we got to put a tube in his side. We can't give him no anesthetic. So they took a scalpel, and they cut my side about that much. No anesthetic, no local, just slit me right there. And then he took a tube about that big around. Rachel, about that big, about, come saw. He took that tube, Mike, and he goes, get ready. I'm like, huh, what? He said, get ready. Whoom! And he rams it in my side to puncture my lung to inflate it. Mike, everything on the table was off but my heels and my broke skull. And I screamed. So much, she was out in the foyer. I don't know where you were. You were somewhere. And she heard the scream, right? He goes, he pulls it out. He goes, I missed And I said, Holy Ghost filled. you did what? And I begin, Mackenzie, screaming at him. And I think he knew that I was about to just go, I don't know, nuclear, come off the table. I was out in my mind. I really was. Before I could finish, he jams it back in me again. And I go out. He said, Benoit, what are you telling me that far? Nobody likes to suffer. Nobody wants to suffer in their body. Nobody wants to suffer in their mind. But there are some things that you and I have got to go through that the glory of God would be on us. Would I go back and do it again? Not on your life. But do I regret the presence of God that I feel after it was all over? Not on your life. Peter's just trying to remind us from a very simple process. The gospel is not just something you do one time. You don't just repent of your sins, baptize in Jesus' name. Yeah, that may be one time unless you feel you backside and want to be rebaptized. But the Holy Ghost, that's something you, resurrection can be every day, Brother Roger. But we got to be willing to go to a real altar to experience that. Here's what we got. We got people wanting resurrection with no altar. We want the power of God and God to fix our families and bring everybody home. But we don't want resurrection. So God says, okay, you want altar. So God sends a trial and then we're praying God to get rid of the trial. There's some things you don't pay for you to pray. It ain't going nowhere. The only thing for you to pray is pray strength to get through it. Because it's sent by God that His glory will be revealed. You may be glad also. Exceeding joy. Go real fast, Sister Tanya. Verse 14. If it be reproached, here it is. If it be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the Spirit of the glory of God rested upon you. There That's the objective the resurrection, the power, the gospel. On their part, it's evil. Listen to me. The world don't like what I'm preaching. That's why I said what I said. Some people won't ever come after a message like today. Why would I want to serve Christ and still have trouble? We've said it over and over. Because I got him in the trouble with me. Whereas before going through trouble without him. You're not going to make it. You'll become bitter, resentful, and your conscience is going to become seared that when the Word of God comes, you can't even receive the Word of God because now we've done wrote it off because trials came to save us and the glory of God and bring us to an altar. This is services like today, Brother Bushnell. This is where I kind of... I could go to about ten people right now and say, the reason you're going through what you're going through is because what I'm preaching here today is not even received. You're bored with what I'm saying. When I'm doing everything in my power to help you to understand. Listen, folks. God's not trying to destroy you in the fiery trial. He's trying to develop something in you and I for the good and the glory that we can get our sons and daughters back home. It's not going to come because of a fancy preacher. It's not going to fill up this building because of Scott Benoit. They better not fill it up because of Scott Benoit because the day that happens. It ain't about me, it ain't about you It's about a God taking you and I And saying I can trust them I can trust John Lee I can trust Kyle I can trust Keith I can trust you with trouble Now just let me ignite it And let me do what I gotta do in you The world don't receive it Next verse But let none of you suffer as a murderer A thief You know what he just said? Now don't you go out and do that on your own you see it here's what he's saying there are some trials you do under yourself you go shoot somebody you're going to jail don't say that's a trial that's just us being rebellious you understand and what Paul's trying to say don't you start saying because you went and shot somebody that's the trial of your faith no it's because you made a bad decision But once you've made right decisions, that's why I'm preaching to Holy Ghost-filled people today. You've made right decisions. You've tried to move forward in what God has and believing for your family. Next verse. But if any man suffers as a Christian, don't be ashamed. You ain't got nothing to hang your head for. Lift your head and say, God picked me that His glory could rest on me. I'm one of the best. I'm, I'm chosen to walk through something. God would have never put me in it, then if He didn't have the, tr- the faith in me to get through. He said, But let Him glorify on God's behalf. Next verse, stand with me. For the time has come, judgment must begin at the house of God. Don't let anybody ever tell you, you don't, that, that coming to the house of God is not important. Because here's what happens. Jacob the word of God goes forth and that heart determines whether they accept it or not and here's what God does in that book somebody hear me in the Holy Ghost today because God's bearing witness in the spirit to somebody right now he makes a mark in that book the man preached it what you do with it he takes the mark judgment begins right here your judgment ain't gonna be at the end the judgment starts right now. He's judging everything and how I respond to the word of God. And if it first begin at us and what shall be the end of them, there it is. That obey not the gospel. You say, well, I ain't never heard the gospel that way. Well, guess what? I ain't never preached it that way. But when God began to show me the gospel is more than just death, burial, and resurrection. The gospel is the hope to getting through a trial. And it's not as strange as you think. That gospel was sent more to save you, Brother Roger. It wasn't there just to give you hope and show you the way. I heard Brother Chester Wright say this. Acts 2.38 ain't the gospel. The gospel's Romans and 1 Corinthians 15. He died, he was buried, and resurrected. Acts 238 is how I obey the gospel. So when I fall down in repentance and I'm baptized in Jesus' name. And I receive his spirit, Brother Rogers Evans, speak with other tongues. Right then, the process starts for God to change me. And then ultimately, I become more like him. What's the answer? I want to obey the gospel with everything I have. Is there anybody here today that you would join with me and stretch your hands as high as you can and say, Hey, I'm in a fiery trial, but I ain't never heard it like that. You know what? I need the gospel in my life. God's answering somebody's prayer today. You're asking God to take the trial away, take the problem away, and God's saying you need to obey the gospel. You say what well, I did 30 years ago. I did 10, 5 years ago. Then You know what? Let's obey it again today. Every person under the sound of my voice step out of that pew today. Come to this altar with your hands raised and say, God, I want to identify with your death. I want to identify with it in your death by repenting today. forgive me of everything i've done watch me in your blood i've been doubtful i've been unforgiving god i want it today come on lift your voice with me today lift your voice with me today lift your voice with me today come on let's go back to the old rugged cross again let's go back to the old rugged cross again let's look at what jesus did the suffering of christ i'm not looking at it to glory in it for myself that the Christ's glory could settle and abide on me. To thee, There's an ignite point. God's igniting something in people today. There's a fire of the Holy Ghost that's wanting to burn. today. Come on, lift your voice with me right now. Come on, lift your voice with me right now. Come on, as a mass congregation, lift your voice right now. Call out his name. Jesus, I need you today. Come on, I want to make heaven my home. I want to make it my home. I want my family saved. I want my family to live for God. And the only way is that I obey the gospel. You can obey the gospel every day when you go through a fiery trial. Surrendering my will to his. Somebody surrender your will today. Surrender your will. That fiery child's not going to destroy you. That fiery child's going to make you. And your faith is going to be refined like never before. Come on, the words went forth. You've heard the word for 20 or 30 years. That word now is going to begin to surface in you with your faith. And it's going to take on a whole new mission.